Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 14, season 12 of the Fighting Cop podcast. How you doing boys? Uh, Felonius Filth joins us, as does Ricky. Felonius, how are you doing? We, we did um, our uh, five statements reaction to the game yesterday, so if you want to hear more of Felonius' thoughts on the game, you can go and subscribe to patreon.com forward slash fighting cock. Um, but how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, good. Um bit weird, I mean, with all the Arsenal fallout, it almost feels like we didn't win, but I kind of got over myself, what are you and I'm happy about? that we won again. Yeah, well, I know, you, I don't know. For, for you it know. did, it's, for you it's, it did. For me, it felt like we won. I know, I just kind of feel, it's almost like we won weeks ago, the, the Brighton game. But yeah, all good, all good in the hood. You've got to gain some fucking resilience, mate. Like, they may yeah, be... We all have weak moments. I mean, you know, um, even Chrissy Bat Jr. got, you know, to, had to take a knee against George Groves, you know, even the best of us. Indeed. I, no, I but I'm here now. Yeah, you are, you are here and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> uh, Ricky, how are you doing, mate? I'm all good, mate. All good. Three points. So, all good in the hood. Solidify the th- third. So, I'm all good. Mate, we'll solidify much more than that, including your mum, later in the podcast. But before. <laughs> Before we do that, uh, it's you know we we have beaten Brighton, but did you, was you Rick? Do, we, how did you feel about the? Um, so Spurs beat uh, drew against Frankfurt, and we played really really well, and we beat Brighton, and we hadn't conceded in those two games, and you know if you took if you had to take those two results before it started, you would have taken them, but it it was I, I was surprised about how emotional everybody was about uh Ventroni passing away and not and that's that's because I I have obviously no in, insight in, into what's going going on in the club and it's it was 
like it had a massive impact on Kane, on all of them. On Kane, you look, look at Lloris when he like held his shirt up at the end, and the fan base, the the away fans were sort of singing his name and stuff. It must. It, I, I think, I think by and large, we underplayed how significant it was, Rick. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know the timelines. If yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? If he if if he passed away before the Frankfurt game. Uh, or if it was he was ill, then well, actually, the, it was. Did he pass around the Thursday? So he must have played on the Tuesday. When? But I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. D- d- does doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I mean, you have seen the outpouring from all all players um, on social media, and like you said about Larice with the shirt, Conte has worked with a guy for like thirty years. From Conte's uh, interview, <clears throat> he said that um, he spoke to him. I think it was on the Thursday. Yeah, man, that was so, that was so tough that to listen to. He that he was feeling ill. He had a bit of a fever, and you know that he said, you know, he was more worried about missing training or missing work. Um, and that was the last time he spoke to him. And it's you know you you don't know out of the players and the club who knew that he he was ill and it's really hard to take when it's um it's unexpected and even if people did know i think they uh, you know it's it's hard to to read between the lines and stuff but it was like a, it was under control or it was being monitored closely um and it he just took a real bad turn for the worse yeah, and having to get yourself motivated. I mean, to to motivate yourself, obviously you're gonna do it for him and get the win and, and play as best as you can. But still, man, having to play through that, and also the um, the post match interview, and it went to Kane. Yeah, and they asked him, and there was like this few seconds where he was gonna go. You could just hear it in his voice. You could see it in his in his eyes, like tearing up. And immediately it was just like a stick in the throat for me. And I was just like, fucking hell, man. Like these, <coughs> these, they're all feeling it. And I, I'm like, we're all feeling it as well. You saw, you saw um, so, Conte's reaction as well in the build up to the game. Like the, when they had the minute silence, like how like this is a guy who's, he's shared every moment of glory he's had as a manager together. He knows their kids like he, in, in the press conference. He, he talked about how, um, you know, he's, he, he mentioned his kids' names and his wife, and and that's that's something else. It's like, like any of us, like who do something like decent or, or involved in something decent, and you do it together. It's um, I can't imagine what what it might have been like for him to listen to the, Conte to listen to that, and their and and the, um, Gian's family to be a part of that, but fundamentally intrinsically within the club he was loved and and outside the club he was loved so yeah man it's um yeah it's grim it's grim but uh also you know it was a celebration of his life and the the input he's had as a in football and, and, and outside of football um i don't know what else we can say that hasn't been said already it just felt like we should even though we you know talked about it in the last podcast but it felt like it was pertinent to mention it again given you know what went on at the weekend anyway um um a few, 
feels like trite to go on to this. But we move towards the game uh, against Brighton. Uh, T, what, what did you make of it overall? It was, uh, a, would you say it was a good performance, uh, a satisfactory performance? Is, was you happy with it? Um, I was relatively happy. I think it was clear from the outset that we, were, we weren't going to put on a five-star performance and stick six or seven on these guys. It was going to be you know, a very attritional game. And that's how the game bore out in the end. And, you know, I'm, I'm fairly happy they went to a tough place to, to get the win. I didn't realise how good Brighton's home record was. You know, we were the last team to beat them at their ground, last away team to beat them at their ground. Yep. But it was, um, it was a great result in the context of how Brighton have done this season. You know, they lost their manager because he was obviously very sought after. It's not like they've sacked a manager and have brought someone in. Um, you know, the guy they brought is very reputable with, with Zerbi and... You know, we went with three five two. There's lots of talk on you know, podcasts and on social media that we probably, maybe we should go to three five two, and um, we looked fairly comfortable with it for the most part. But it's one of those that still it's still a work in progress. I think it would be nice if we had a more progressive midfielder in the central three than just three people who are more known for their holding abilities than actually going forward. But I think this, at the end of the season, we'll look on that as a massive three points. Yeah, 100%, I agree. Um, Rick, a few fans have been saying that uh, outside and, and inside Spurs fan base as well, to be fair, are saying that Conte's football is poor. What do you make of that accusation? Are we playing poor football? Uh, no, I don't think we are playing poor football, but I do feel like we are playing um, a pragmatic, controlled way of football. So it's very easy to look at um a team like city free flowing at the moment uh scoring loads of goals and to say that's the way you play football that and be and anything else that is different to that that isn't entertaining is poor um and it's easy to pick up lots of different stats and say tottenham are one of the worst in this that and the other and to show that narrative but um if you were to come somewhere between the middle or to say that we are super defensive or super attacking, we're, we're somewhere in between. Um, I'd like us to be a bit more attacking, but I mean, the way we play and the way we set up and the way that Conte has his teams playing, it's never going to be all guns blazing. And I think that... I think it's easy to dismiss it as poor with with, with the stats that you have um, and that we haven't been absolutely chinning teams. It annoys me, really, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but I can also understand where it comes from because, you know, people pay their money and they, they want to be entertained. And also there's this kind of um, the social media wars as to be like, there's there's no in between. It's either you're the greatest attacking team or you're fucking shit, and you've got eleven men behind the ball, and, and that's it. There's there's no in between. <coughs> um, if if we started the season knowing T that that we were after nine games gonna be on twenty points, third in the league, and you know. Doing what you'd take that, wouldn't you? Like, regardless of all of the things that have gone before us, you'd, 
you'd take that in a heartbeat. I, I would have done. I, I, we wouldn't imagine what? that Arsenal would be top. You'd think Liverpool or Man City would be. But Liverpool have fallen off. Arsenal have come to the fore and they, they do look good. And, and I think like a massive part of the frustrations as a Spurs fan we're feeling is because Arsenal are doing well. But you like the position we're in right now, 6-1, two drawn and one defeat. No, a goal difference of 10. That's a healthy position to be in. No, absolutely. And um, we're missing vital player in, um, in Kulisevsky. Um, Sonny hasn't really come come to the fore this season for, for the most part. And in spite of these things, we're still, you know, we're still in touch, you know, with the leaders of the league. I think um, what Spurs fans probably would have liked this season is to be in touch with the leading pack, maybe... Uh, back in the January, start of February, just be in touch with the leaders, and we see him on track to do that. Um, I've I've often said that in a World Cup season, when the World Cup is in the middle of the season, there's going to be some freak results. Um, Arsenal being top of the league is one. Liverpool being tenth, I think, um, is another one. So um, there's going to be some very weird results this season. But um, we've had some tough games. Um, we've gone to Stamford Bridge, we've gone to the Emirates, we've gone to Upton Park, we've gone to the Amex. And you know we've done, done done reasonably well. Arsenal have only had one big away game. I think that's against Man U, and they got slumped. So it shows that you know, there's a long way to go. We shouldn't lose heart yet. I mean, we, um, you know, I think the well, the elephant in some people's rooms is um, Pochettino and the way we looked under him. But sometimes we have to be a bit more practical with the squad that we have. We're in the midst of a rebuild, and I think with all things considered, we should be happy with with where we are right you now. Could- about that Pochettino thing, though, is that you could say the same about Liverpool and Klopp. Like Klopp had Liverpool playing in an all-conquering side. They look unbeatable. They were superb. Only defeated twice by a Man City side that will never disappear. You see this this season how good they are, and and they have um, Haaland and Pep and all the money in the world. And all, all kinds of ways that they can pay Haaland nearly £900,000 a week if he hits all these bonuses, which he's naturally going to do. They find find a way to do it, so they're always going to be there. But Klopp and Liverpool have sort of run the course over the last four or five years with them. And now you're looking at them like, and there are some questions out there whether or not Klopp will last the season. So looking at Pochettino's Tottenham and what we have currently isn't, you, you can make the comparison, but it's not helpful, I don't think. Um, Rick, three-five-two. we switched to it this week. Um, a lot of us have been calling for that. I f- was really comfortable watching that game. And, and this is a good Brighton side. Not even, like, w- without Potter, this is still a good Brighton side. Um, a good manager who plays possessive attacking football. And with the three-five-two, they weren't able to. We had control of possession for a lot of the time. They They had their moments, but I feel like generally we were in control of the game. Did you prefer that formation or would you would you prefer to go back to a 3-4-3 should Kulisevsky come back next week? It's a bloody tough one, mate. I tell you that. I think we looked really, I think we looked really good. Had a lot of chances first half um, and then the second half. Brighton were a bit more busier, uh, but we contained them. Um, it's always like in the back of my mind. So we've been playing three, four, three, and I have also been saying I get a bit worried that we're going to get run overrun, or we have been overrun in midfield. So we switch to three, five, two. That's going to solve all our problems. 
but then we when we're attacking we we and when we're breaking we just have the two up top and i do kind of feel that kulisewski if he's fit the guy has to play he just has to play because he's fucking mustard and he's such a driving force and he's such a tricky player um and he puts some great balls in and I just don't know. I mean, if, if we did go to three five two, is there like um is there a world where Kulisevsky plays and he plays just behind uh, the front two? Potentially. I yeah. don't know, because he said personally that he, that's his favoured position. He likes to play number ten. Um, but but that but, but that three five two isn't we, we don't have a number ten particularly. Like we may, maybe potentially we could do, but it, it is a very yeah. much a flat midfielder and Ben Sankor is that advancing midfielder. And um Skip played it as well uh, in certain games yeah. under, under Conte as well. But you're right. If Kulisevsky is fit, make him fit inside that, that formation. Or if, if he can't fit in a 3-5-2, then we have to play a 3-4-3 because he's that good. Is that what you're saying, Rick? Yeah, t- yeah, totally. And if I'm being honest, um, watching that, the, the, there wasn't a, a cavernous difference as to say, fuck, yeah, right, 3-5-2, we've absolutely demolished Brighton, we've controlled them in every bit, we had like the best possession we've had and it just wasn't it, it uh, wasn't as clear. I, I'd we, like we, to see us play this we, formation a bit more to be able to kind of um, to yeah. make a deciding factor. But to we, say, weren't yeah, abs- this, this, we weren't absolutely midfield where, where, where we have been previously. The two-man midfield of, uh, of Hoybier and Bentancourt, while they've done their job it felt in, in my opinion it felt like we had control of the midfield and we dictated the flow of the game we had a better possession stat than than Brighton who who under this manager not just Brighton specifically but throughout his career has been famed for having possession and we wouldn't allow him to have it I just feel like we've got the quality to to, to hit them with just two up front they had 59% by the way did they? yeah I think you're talking bollocks. Yeah. I'm just going to pretend that you didn't say that. And uh, I, I'm yeah, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. What, they they had a better. It didn't feel like that to me. Maybe the percent, maybe the pass completion was um, maybe lower, but they had 59 percent more possession than over us. What they had nearly 14 goal attempts think... to eight, four goals, four shots on goal to three, and so on. How about fucking you? Fuck off. How about that? Right, you fuck off too. <laughs> Flav, I just want to go back to like when you were saying about Ben Tangor playing that little bit further forward. Just quickly, do do you know what that was? Sorry, mate. Sorry, Uh, I'm so desperate for the three-five-two to work that I've just built stats in my own head that support my idea that don't exist. If that's true, sixty percent to pretty much sixty percent to Brighton. Yeah. Wow. We did do. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! We did switch to three-four-three, and that's where we lost possession in in the latter part of the game. So, uh, yeah, we're both right in a way. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Sorry, what was going to say, Rick? Uh, no, I just uh, talking about Benzenkur, and uh, I think um, I, I like the role that he was playing. He was getting a bit more forward, um, and he was uh, he was driving in that kind of final third. And he also had uh, a shot that was saved, good shot as well. Yeah, it was good. That was. So it, it, it's just nice to see like Hoybier this season. Um, like uh, there was a lot of complaints, a bit like, uh, and from me as well, um, last season that he was a bit one-dimensional, um, and that when he got into attacking positions, that he didn't play the right ball, or he wasn't looking for passes. It was always safe, 
Um, and towards the tail end of last season, and especially this season, he he's been he's been fantastic. Well, Hobier was uh, um, man of the match, man of the match again. Um, and uh, I mean, it's uh, this was a player that we thought we might be able to upgrade. Maybe Basuma is going to sh- shunt him out of the team. And uh, it, it, has he been our best player this year, T? Do, do, do you think that Hoybier... Have you been impressed by him? He's been the most consistent, but it's kind of in a damn of faint praise, really, that he has been the best because so many of the players we expect more from have been out of sorts. I mean, Romero, who, you know, did on his podcast um, for a long time, has been had a bit of a mixed bag of a season so far. Um Kane's been up and down. Um, Son's had his own issues, even been dropped for the Leicester game. So a lot of our players who we look towards haven't been in the best form. So it's good that um, Hoybier has taken up the baton and been a lot more consistent in his performances. And, you know, against Brighton, he did great. And as I said on on the Patreon pod, him and Eric Dyer in particular, they're two, you know, locker room guys. They're guys in the locker room who everyone just respects and they get a performance out of people. So... What Hoybier gives is more than what we see in the pitch. He's um, obviously, you know, obviously he's got the whole Viking thing going on, but there's a lot more to it than it is. He's very, um, he strikes me as being very emotionally intelligent as well. And I think he's, um, you know, when we eventually win our trophy and Hoybier is part of it, there'll be a lot of um, talk as to the influence that he's had since he's joined yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, Matt Doherty came in for Emerson. Rick, um, how did you think he got on? Actually, before you answer that, there's a question from uh, FPL Masterpiece. He says, what did you think of uh, Doherty's performance? Was it enough to convince you that, one, Doherty is miles better than Royale, and two, Conte just like, likes to rest on his m- mortals? Mortals? Laurels, probably. Um, he, he can be wrong in his assessments. Feels like um, FPL mo- uh, Masterpiece might have a bugbear with uh, Conte. Um, it's got an agenda. It's got an agenda. It feels like it stinks. This question stinks of agenda, which is fine. It's fine. We've all got our own. We've all got our own. Um, yeah, what, sorry, Rick. What did you make of Doherty's performance? I thought he was good. He was tidy. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought it was good. And... Um... There was, I think there was, there was early signs, which, um, which I liked. I think it was, uh, Benzenkor putting a delicious ball, um, down the channel for Doherty to run onto. And he just took one too many t- touches or, or miscontrol and he toe ended it out. But it was the fact that he made that run. He got in that position. He, he kind of went, uh, behind their back line, ready to kind of pull the ball across. Just that little bit of rustiness, uh, let him down. And then there was um, another ball where uh, Cess come tearing down the left, swung the ball in, and it was really hard to um, control or even take a shot. And Doherty had a go. I think it was left foot and got on it, and it just it just kind of looped over the bar. But again, he was in that position for like Conte likes the the wingers to get forward and for that ball to come across. Um, so he was in that position. He had a go, which. Both signs uh, really positive. 
And then in the second half, there was um, a tackle. I think it's been quite made of uh, where Dyer goes over to to Doherty and they kind of butt heads as to say, fucking well, well in there, son, like a last-ditch uh, toe end. So I thought he, for being out for so long, um, he had a really positive game and it wasn't a game where I was thinking are we actually going to be better off Royal? And I'm looking forward to him getting more games, getting a bit more um, momentum and some more rhythm, getting that rustiness off. Um, so, yeah, I do think, yeah, I do think he had a good game. I want I do want to <coughs> mention that I, I read a, a, an interview with him and he was, I think the, the interviewer asked him that whether Conte's um, kind of, um, where, where it was just a, a lot of it was taken. I don't know if it was taken out of context, but Conte was saying, you know, uh, I'm not going to put Doherty in. I want to win the game. Do you think I'm stupid? Um, or along those lines, anyway. It wasn't about and Conte, the, though. The, I mean, so it wasn't about Do- Doherty. It was about him deflecting the reporter's question about, you know, are you making the wrong decisions? That's what I think it was about. It's not about Doherty. But, and then Doherty answered that and said a lot of the lads and other people saw the interview and it was taken out of context and it wasn't about me um and then they said does it motivate you um and he said no that comment doesn't motivate me because it wasn't like about me yeah um which i thought was quite interesting i mean like i would have been like yeah it does motivate me (laughs) (laughs) if someone's if someone's fucking panning me or mentions my name i'm fucking shove it right up your ass mate I'll, but, I'll, just, I'll be thumbing, um, thumbing my own dick up my own ass going, oh, God, boy, this is the only way I can get love. This is the only way I can get love. <laughs> so I thought it was quite interesting that he was quite uh, level-headed about that. But then uh, I thought his um, performance was was uh, encouraging, shall we say. Yeah. Um, T, what, what do you... What, what do you obviously, Doherty's going to be playing the next two games at least. Um do you think he can do enough in those two games? And I think he did enough in this game to say that he's in competition with Emerson Royale. Um, do you think he can do enough in the next two games to suggest that we can see a um, a right wing-back role secured for Matt Doherty for the foreseeable future? Mm, he's definitely got a chance. I think, you know, we've got Everton next. And, God, who's the fixture after that? Is that Man U? Man U away. Um yeah, we never went at Old Trafford, but um, I think he's um, he needs to get match fitness. I don't think um, Conte said anything about the form or the abilities of Matt Doherty. It's more his match fitness. I didn't mm. feel that um, his fitness is up to par. And um, I think towards the end of the game, he was um, he looked a bit knackered. I mean, he had enough energy to make that last ditch tackle that Ricky mentioned. So um, he's probably got. Um, I think he'll have a good chance of giving Royale some competition, but. Conte really likes Royale. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think he probably wishes that the 800,000 quid didn't get mentioned before the Arsenal game. But um, <laughs> it shows that he's willing to improve himself as a player. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think I think Doherty's got, got a good chance. There's so many games this month anyway. I think it would be good if Doherty pl- starts in the Frankfurt game as well to give him another 90 minutes under his belt. If he starts Royale, then I think it's fairly evident that it's we are positioned to lose regardless of the sending off against Arsenal. Yeah, indeed. indeed. You know, um, you know the the tackle from um, was it Matty Cash that uh, tackled mm. Doherty oh, last season and injured yeah. him. Yeah, it was. Um, 
uh, and he had to have surgery and he's 30, loses his place at right back. Do you think Doherty in the back of his head is like going to be like when he sees Matt Cash, he's, he's just going to fucking boot put, him up in the put air? Put it on him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah just exactly. lay him out. Like, like, just, as in, it's one of them ones where, you know, you know you, you, like, he's, he's cussed your mum. Like when you're back in school and the geezer's cussed your mum and uh, you, haven't, you haven't had a chance to meet him after school and a couple of weeks have passed, you haven't seen him and then you see him in the hallways. And he's not, he's like, ah, oh, right, man. He's forgotten about what he's done. He's forgotten about what he's done. And you just lamp him like straight down the throat, punch. Snooker ball <laughs> in a sock. Yeah, yeah. Just wrap, wrap a snooker ball around his nut. Just say, yeah, this is what you've done. And this is the thing he's like, Matty Cash is a good, he's a good fullback. He's, he's good. Like, they all love him over there. You don't know what you've done. And there are consequences for your actions. This is what I say to my son all the time. He's like, you, the, 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 how you behave there is a reaction to that. And, and, and that reaction is generally the price you have to pay. So Matt Doherty has to put it on Matt Cash the next time they see each other. It's not about, oh, it's all in the sport of the game. What he did to him, that, that challenge wasn't in the sport of the game. It was uh, Steven Gerrard, a manager who's completely out of his depth, doesn't know what he's doing, has, 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 has charged Matty Cash with, uh, uh, you know, just these, these young men who, you know, he's, and, and he's like, oh, I've won Champions League. Did you see Istanbul? He made, he made Matty Cash watch Istanbul four times that week. <laughs> back and to back. Back to back. And he wasn't allowed to leave or eat his dinner until he'd watched that, uh, the, the miracle of Istanbul. And, and Gerard's pausing shit as well. He's pausing like <laughs> the goal he got back to B1 and rewinding it as well. So look at this. Look what I beat my man. Look what yeah. I beat my man. Yeah. Watch it again. That could be you, Matty Cash. <laughs> but the reality is it could never be you Matty Cash so, so you've done that on Matt Doty and now because of that you've stunted his career where he was on an upward trajectory It needs everybody needs to put it on Matty Cash get him do you reckon um, like players like Matty Cash afterwards was just like oh fucking hell man oh lads has anyone got Doherty's number like I need to I need to message him like I need to say sorry and he's like what's that I didn't mean it mate it's just one of those things and stuff like that and Doherty's just just put you wait yeah you wait that's it it's like, it's like you wait it's like when you, you go out with the boys and um you've um you've dug dug one of their missus out so ah, you fucking pig <laughs> you're a pig Oh. I've always hated you. You've made my my mate's life so bad. Like fuck the three kids you have together. I've always hated you. It's one of them ones. It's like oh god, I'm so he wakes up so regretful. I shouldn't have said that. I believe it, but I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I called my best mate's wife a pig. <laughs> we'll win there. We'll win there. Uh, a great time to to to, to let you know that uh, the fighting cock is sponsored by Nord VPN. And, uh, you know, what's, what's great about NordVPN is that Ricky doesn't have it. Like, he's come out, he, he, he give it a big bollocks. Oh, yeah, I can do it. And, and, and you don't have it. Why don't you have it, Ricky? Don't, don't be scared honest. Scared, don't I? Scared of... So this, so you don't, this is the thing. Is that this is a man, Ricky, and, and I love you and you're best, my, my best mate, but I've never met a man who's more afraid of being exposed on the internet as you. Yeah, it's true. Right, it's so true. I, I tell you what. I Nord... don't know why. So even if I was exposed on the internet, nothing would happen. No, I'm not talking about people Just... finding out your personal details. I'm not... and, and NordVPN will protect your personal details if you have it in the right folders and what whatnot. If if you use it right, no one's ever going to get you, Rick. But as someone who's so conscious of 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 his personal details and and 
and and your bank information or whatever it might be to not have NordVPN is ridiculous. Like I'll I'll pay for it for you because it will give you a sense of security that you you wouldn't otherwise have. Rick, I need I nearly uh, th- like it, th- this would be a prime example of like I, I just tell me whether I'd be able to watch this or not. This is <laughs> this is weird. Like I, I always I always go on these, but you know when you get caught down a rabbit hole and you like you just clicking through yeah and um i found out that uh carmella in sopranos uh edie falco i think her name is but she did a um who do you uh she did a who do you think you are yeah in america and um i really wanted to watch it and i think it's on youtube or it's on something and I got there, and it wouldn't allow me to watch it because I wasn't in that location. And Geo, I was like, Geo-lock if content. I had NordVPN, <laughs> I'd be you... able to watch this, wouldn't I? Yeah, you would, you would. Do you, do you know what else? I, I was looking on... Um... T-, T is shrugging at me like, Come uh, on. and pulling a face. <laughs> Come and, on. Uh, yeah, he's... he's, he's... Do you, do, do you know, know I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Rick, do you remember back in the day when... Um, <laughs> I, I would say in, in the mid, mid-2000s when me and you were going out all the time and we're getting up to yeah. some naughty stuff like these are pictures yeah. that you wouldn't want anybody to see nowadays and i was um right. i was looking on um my google drive and for some reason i'd uploaded all of these images from the the days there we would go out i'd get up to all sorts and you would photograph me and then the next day even for, regardless of your hangover you would tag me in photos and my eyeballs are just my eye sockets are just like you know, they were alive. They were like 10 pence saucers. pieces. Yeah, saucepans. Yeah, yeah. Saucers, saucers. And um, you would tag me in them. I'm like, Ricky, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you keep tagging? You kept going, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You weren't sorry. You knew exactly what you're doing. You wanted to make yourself look more sociably acceptable than, 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 than you were. And you were using my saucepan eye, eyeballs as as a way to, That's, to get this isn't true this isn't true i was celebrating our friendship going out and, bullshit and you know what that, the amount that's of times exactly what i was doing what the amount of times i asked you to please do not tag me in those photos please do not tag me in it. and you went yeah 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 all right, all right sorry i'll tag you and then the next weekend the, the lesson in all this is always wear shades when doing that sort of thing my point um, is if you have if, if you have <laughs> if you have historic historical images that you don't want anyone to get and I'm sure that anyone oh, listening yeah. to this has a Google Drive or has some sort of backed up images. And Ricky, you have backed up images that you don't want people to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, this is true. This is bloody true. Well, NordVPN yeah, will um, sort you out. So. I, I think there's been one occasion I've had to say to someone, please take that down. Please yeah. just take that down. This, this, was a week, this, this is a weekly occurrence for me, with, with being <laughs> friends with Ricky. So what are you Didn't doing? Look at me. Look at the state of me, Ricky. Why are you sharing this with your... This this is this is this is all true. I got, <laughs> I've got no defence because this did happen regularly. I'm sorry. I was young but, and I just I was excitable. It, it was exciting times. But the good thing, the good thing with NordVPN, <laughs> you can also have it on your phone and all of your devices as well. So um, can you? A lot, a lot of, a, yeah, a lot of these apps um, track you from you know from the app to different websites. So if you get if you have one NordVPN login, you can use it on your phone as well. Cause that's what I do with mine. So. Yeah, it covers indeed. your devices, Rick. I mean, so, come on. The evidence is overwhelming. It's also they've got um, 
5,600 servers plus, and they're in bare countries as well. So but you the, could be almost anywhere in the world, get them cheap flights, the get thing your is, shit, man. Every time we do this, it sounds like, oh, we're reading, obviously, NordVPN sponsors of the podcast. But it's genuinely, genuinely useful. Like, you, you can... If, if you, it is. The people that listen to this podcast, they're discernible gentlemen and women, right? They travel. They, they, they go all over the place. They don't want to pay the money. Like you, don't, you can be discernible and not have to pay the... Rick, this, this comes back to you. You can yeah. save so much money by having NordVPN. Like you can save on your Netflix. You can save on your Amazon Prime if you have that. You can save on fucking um, Spotify. All, all, of the, all the good shit that we get, that we have to pay a fortune for, you can get it so much cheaper with NordVPN. Anyway, um, more of that next episode of the Fighting Cop podcast. But to get it, oh, sorry, I need my glasses here. Uh, NordVPN.com forward slash the Fighting Cock. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com forward slash Fighting Cock to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, including four months free if you pay up front for a year. It's completely risk free and you can get your money back in 30 days. To so try it, if you don't like it, get your money back. It's no risk. Um, right, okay. You have to go, in, I. You better get go. And then, and then just going back to um, what what Chun said, he, he described a blue-eyed Brazilian rocket that he'd been looking for for years. So he, this is a situation that a lot of men, I'm sure women who are listening to this, uh, found themselves in. But they've found a, a particular clip on the internet that has blown their mind, and they always want to return to it, but. You know, with things like Pornhub, disappears, and generally the reason why it disappears is there's some sort of copyright that is involved. That um, that means that because you're geo locked, if you don't have a, a VPN like Nord, that you can't access it. And after years, because of Nord VPN, John has been returned to the blue-eyed Brazilian woman, and um, been reunited. He's been reunited, and I had a look at it and I was like, I don't know what the fuss is about, but. You know, John likes it, and, and a lot of people you know, like. You know, you know. It's a nice story. Question, ask the question today, but I'll ask it again. Um, yeah, are you guys familiar with milking? What does that? Well, I don't even know no. what that means. What, what are you saying? So basically, it's, it's like when a woman milks a man in a, in a porno scene, essentially. Right? What, so, what, um, what do you mean, like 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 a, like a cow? Yeah, but she's um, she's stimulating his prostate when, wow. when she's doing so. Okay, so why so, do you, um, why do you know so much about it? Yeah, because I mean, I was having yeah. a look for some porn today, and that kind of came, you know, kind of came across that. Well, not quite, not literally, because I was at work, obviously, doing that. But um, <laughs> I, it's, it's called milked him, and um, it's a lot of anal in this. I mean, they're both eating out each other's asses, and um, <laughs> and yeah, she she had him on all fours, yeah, tongue like tongue in his bumhole, and two hands. So one hand is on the base of his knob, and the other one just pulling him off like he'd milk a cow, and then you know, so that's, legs are that's shaking. Milking. Yes, his legs are <laughs> Anyway, NordVPN. That, that, that helped me find it. Yeah, you know? Get involved. You want, you want, you want that content? Would you be up for that? Sorry? Would I be up would for that? Would you be up for that? Yeah. You can never say, never say never. Never say never. I mean, um, yeah, just, just, you know, it just feels weird that the guy is um, submissive. Because normally in porn, the bloke's normally, you know, almost not submissive. There's normally, you know, the bloke, the alpha. But why do, why in this do, moment, why he, is was, every... he, was, he was kind of put on his knees. Why? <laughs> Why, why why is it that every time we do do the north vpn reads that it always goes back to 
the very base level of what men get <laughs> you know, up we, to. We, 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 we're going to get pelters on Reddit for not being as refined as other podcasts, but we are what we are. It's been 11 years. This is, oh, this is us. Suck a dick. This is it, man. Suck a dick or a penny, yeah. whatever you want to say. Um, <laughs> what the back okay. of your hand? You know, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want, just suck it. Uh, news today that uh, the name rights have come out with um, the fact that it could be Google. Uh, Ricky, how do you feel about the fact that White Art Lane will be called the Google Stadium by Sky Sports forever? Um, I'm not really that... I was going to say I'm not that bothered, but we do refer to the Gooners ground as the Emirates. Um, they they meant they never made a fight. They never consciously called it Ashburton Grove. They never they because of the type of fan base they are and how weak and they just weird, gave up. Yeah, they, yeah, they gave yeah, up okay. immediately. Will we give up? Will I, we give up? I, I um I when I was trying to book tickets for uh, uh, Arctic Monkeys the other week, um, I could have sworn that the gig in Manchester and it had Emirates Old Trafford or something like that, which that threw me. I don't think Old Trafford. Old Trafford hasn't had its name changed, has it? No, or no. is it different venue? No, not not that. No, no. The, it might be the cricket ground. Okay. Yeah, it might the be. Cr- and, then, uh, the, and City's ground. What City's ground? Eastlands. City of Manchester. It's Eastland, Eastlands. Eastlands originally, but it's Etihad. Yeah, so we do call it the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it look, as a fan base, we have to just maintain that and. And Daniel Levy and he won't like this sort of conversation. Not that we have any influence at all, but it will never, regardless of how much money anyone pays, and and and, and the amount of money that uh, a uh, a rights holder would pay to to name the, the the stadium won't be insignificant. But we'll we'll always call it White Lane. It's been, apparently since it opened like three or four years ago, it's been the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. When have you ever referred to it as the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? And and, and not checked yourself, if you have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, do, I, do, I do always refer to it as Wild Lane. I have, on occasions, referred to it as the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But as soon as I've said it, it's kind of like, oh, fuck, like, it's like a yeah. slip of the tongue. Mm. It's not, yeah... But you know um, we've got we've been it's, it's been White Hart Lane since eighteen ninety seven. You know, um, Arsenal moved to a new stadium. They're not they've got no history of Ashburton Grove, so they're not going to call it that. But you know, as um as Immortal Technique once said, in hundred years from now, everyone listening to this will be dead, and 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 at that time it won't be White Hart Lane anymore. So you know, I mean, there's things that we hold on to, hold on dear, and I hold on to White Hart Lane dearly, but. A hundred years from now, there'll be kids who will be calling it Google or I don't know the fucking Jurex Stadium or whatever the fuck. It's just one of those things. But is it important to you T, to refer to it as Wild Lane now, or do you not give a shit at all? For me, for for me, yes. Yeah. For me, yes. But um, there is going to come a point when you know maybe fifty years from now when. It's known as something else by everyone else. I don't want to be the one weirdo in the pub saying, "No, no, no, it's fucking White Hart Lane." When no one's called it that in thirty, forty years, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a massive traditionalist like that. I mean, you know, there's lots of people around my age, mid forties, not fifty four, said to um, bang on about fucking nineties hip hop. I'm okay. like, well, it was great. I lived through it, but there's great stuff being made now. I don't fucking pin yourself in an old era i don't want I can, to be that guy i can imagine i know but i feel like you will be that guy and 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 like in in this weird pub 
Um, God knows what's going on in this pub, but I still like hope. Smith's pub. Yeah, still hope that there is a like um, piss stained carpet, and uh, <laughs> T's like eighty five years old, and he's on his own. And he's swaying because he's drunk way too much beer, and every time he just he'll he, he'll think that he hears someone mention the Google Stadium, <laughs> and in his belligerent state went it's fucking white alone, you cunt. And then we'll go back to <laughs> go back to swaying. You know what? I like that. I really like that for myself. You know, I hope so. To pick him up from the, from the pub drunk. Mm. He said, T- Dad, you've done it again. I said, yeah, sorry, man. But someone called it the Google statement. I had to, I had to fight someone. I had to throw hands. Yeah, I've done it again, but I was right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I was fucking right. Fuck you, son. <laughs> um... Okay. Commercially, though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, 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 it's yeah. you know what? There was a tweet yes. early on. There's a tweet early on from Billy about. Um, can you imagine opposition fans having to use like Yahoo and Art of Vista because we've got a Google Stadium? Because um, obviously, a lot of Spurs fans don't use Fly Emirates because it's linked to Arsenal. I mean, imagine not using Google. That's like synonymous with Can't. everything. And, and, and every part, every part of their being would be <laughs> reminded that Tottenham Hotspur exists. Like I do everything I can not to, to get iPhones. <laughs> yeah, they have to. I mean, it's it's you know it's going to do a lot for for Apple, uh, you know, in terms of fans from other clubs. But it, every time they boot up Google to. And, and and this is like on every level. It's like when they need to find something out or they need to find a new level of, um, of porn or they need to find what NordVPN are about. They can't do it without thinking about Spurs. So even if we don't win another trophy, like even if we don't win another trophy ever, we're still in your head. We exist yeah, forever yeah. because of Google. Um, social <laughs> Finance agreed a, a 20-year deal uh, worth a total of $400 million, which is about £361 million in total for about 18 million pound a year to place their name on the Los Angeles Rams and Chargers stadium. That was in 2019. Now, neither of you and nor am I accountants or understand the value of that. But if it's 2019 and they're paying 400 million dollars, what would Google be paying for the rights to take over Wyatt Lane? You're thinking 600 million. Well, what you've got to think about is that we moved into the stadium three years ago now. So any less than massive money, then leave it like a mug because you've held out. It's been three years now. Um, while COVID is not over, we've got we've got full stadiums now. So there's no excuse to kind of put on the back burner. We're reaching a point now where you know we've had um, a successful number of NBA, sorry, NFL games at, at White Hart Lane. So we got we we need to be getting that sort of money. Otherwise, what was the point of you holding out? It, there's no point of you holding out. I mean, I think all three of us. Well, I'll speak for myself in this that it would be good if it was Nike because Nike make the kits. You know, Nike sponsoring the stadium would just be good. But Google is like fucking humongous, and the money you're talking about, Flav, has got to be that sort of money. It has to yeah, be. massive. The massive. fact that we've held out three years. This sort of deal circumnavigates financial fair play because it's sort of like capital gains. It's, it's the amount of money that you create and generate as a football club. The same thing that Manchester City have done. Like again, the, what, what Haaland, how they pay Haaland nearly a million pounds a week is because of um, using sponsorship deals to the, of, of companies that, I'm going to say this really carefully just in case, just in case the minute opportunity that someone might sue us. But 
they're using actually fuck it they're, they're finding a way to, uh, to to pay Haaland's wages and uh, it isn't simply from Premier League money um, but this this does give us an opportunity to um, to invest huge amounts of money into the first team Rick do you think that that will happen no I think we'll um, I think we we obviously will as to say that yeah we've had this little uh, we've had this to some degree, you will. It will, and uh, 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 and we will um, show it by investing in the first team. <laughs> but also, it's a, it's a one billion pound stadium that we've got loans for, and this, that, and the other. And I think um, we will go some way to either uh, paying some of that off, or in the original plans, wasn't there a hotel, a museum, like a, like a park area, or some shit like that. Um, and it might be the you know the Bruff. first bricks that go down for that ruffle. So I hopefully <laughs> Tottenham themed <laughs> ruffle. <laughs> Could you imagine a, a high class ruffle? <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get your like you get your Google, get your um, Android phone out. You just scan in and there you go. You get twenty percent off. Ecosystem. Season ticket holders get twenty percent off. You imagine like the amount, like the fact that they've, they've been resistant in building flats and and the demolished homes in Tottenham. And one of the things they would do is just build a high class brothel just on the edge of the park lane, just for the dis- I mean, on for the note, discerning gentleman. I, I don't know if you guys have been around King's Cross, but the Google offices look fucking amazing. So there you go. I think it, it kind of ties in that. You know, if, if Google do get to Tottenham, because it's not that far from from King's Cross, the offices look amazing. So it'd be like I don't know, maybe because Google's got a massive ecosystem, and it just it just makes sense. And this is probably um, well, there is a brothel. The there. biggest. That is loads. I mean, you got I mean, you got the flying Scotsman if you need some low class um, <laughs> low class trippers. Google don't oh, give God, a shit. They love that? they love it. They absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they do, but this is um, this is the first kind of name who's been solidly linked to Tottenham in terms of a sponsorship for the naming rights. It's been it's been fleeting um, speculation of Nike and other and Amazon and other huge organisations, but this feels like the most concrete speculation that I've had of Google. So it's it's positive. Um, we were going to do a um, a quarter season review of the of the season, a quarter quarter way view of the season thus far, but. I think we should go on to the questions and we'll do that in the latter, latter podcast that we're going to do in, in the latter part of this week. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes the thing that I can't speak and yet I've made a career out of it is fucking mental. Make any sense at all. Sandwich, indeed. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Pepe Silva. He says, if uh, Levy hands you a £65 million check and tells you to get someone in in January, who is it based on the performances so far? So we're going to pretend that all of us have, have a sort of wide-reaching knowledge of football everywhere <laughs> on the planet. But is there anyone out there that you think that if we, we like you know, laid down sixty five million pound that 
we we could get and it would improve us. And why isn't it James Madison? Rick. I was gonna say oh, go, 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 T, T, go, go, go. I was gonna say him, but um Barella, does he play a similar role? I don't know who he is. Nicola Barella, uh, yeah, is he uh, does he play a similar role? I don't know. I don't know. I probably, I, I probably got I probably got the role wrong, but I think Madison is, is the obvious choice. But Newcastle would be linked with him, just kind of put a fly in the ointment there. But I think Madison is probably a player that's clearly what we need and would be great. So go on, Rick. What about you, Rick? Barella? Uh, the, no, there's a player in the Bundesliga. No, I'm only joking. Um... <laughs> that's, such an, that's, that's such an in-joke. Anyone who isn't a Patreon won't know why that's an in-joke. If you want to get in the in-jokes, then you can pay by going patreon.com forward slash fightingcock. But don't you don't don't, don't feel obliged because the joke isn't even that good. But yeah, <laughs> Rick, tell us about the Bundesliga. <laughs> um, I I would probably go with Madison as well. Um, what do you think he does? He, well, yeah, what, what is it that he does? Like what? Why? What I'm looking for is someone that can play um, central, uh, like central midfield, where we've got Hoybier, Benzenkur, but there's just a bit more creative and can weigh in with weigh in a lot more with the goals um i just feel like sometimes there is a gap between our front three and our midfield and then where our um wing backs are supporting that there just isn't enough in how many uh, how much we're creating assists and goals and i think madison with his you know, Premier League experience and just how many goals he fucking gets and creates, it would be with that money as well and where Leicester are, I think it's I think we could do it. I yeah, really about, do. About so that that'd be that'd be my um pick. Outside of what's happening at Arsenal and Man City and Foden specifically, then Madison is the guy. And um whether you like him or not, he he would <clears throat> add something to our forward play and to see him in a Spurs show I think would it would be a bit of a statement signing because you know the same the same way we we went and got Perisic and we got Basuma we bought players good good players from teams that aren't anywhere near on our level but team uh, players that will systematic systematically improve what we're doing I think James Madison is is a great great shout um let's end it here on this question which is from Alex Bryson. He says, surely you have some opinions on the newly fabricated ultras at Woolwich. T, I think you're best place to answer this. <laughs> it's, it's not, I don't, I don't see an issue with it. Like they as much as I hate it, I really, really hate the fact they're enjoying themselves. Like they're, they're like if, if it was us, it would be the same. Like, ultras or not or how young or old your fan base is you're going to support your club the way you want to support it and all I saw and I hate it when they beat Liverpool at the weekend was a an end that went off and that isn't something that you generally associate with Arsenal and if that was what is an ultra if that's what an ultras um, <coughs> culture creates then you know long may it continue not for them, but everybody else. You know, I mean, you know, it's 2022. Um, 
I can't say what I'd really, really like to say because obviously I get in a lot of trouble. Go on, give it a go. Give it a go. Don't be a don't be a um be a wholesome human being. <laughs> yeah, try it. Try being just, a wholesome human being. Go on. I, w- I wouldn't have been against the stadium collapsing on them. But, um, good, good. I've been, I've been, I've been wasn't expecting that. that. Um, wasn't expecting that at all. The entire, <laughs> the entire stadium collapsing on them because they're enjoying their fuck. football. <laughs> I don't want them having any fun. Fuck them. But um, <laughs> done myself in now. Um, the entire stadium no, think, collapsing um, in on itself on all of those people, all the families. Exactly. <laughs> collateral damage it is but what that. it is it is what it is but um Spurs isn't it Spurs think, oh exactly I fucking hate those cunts but um you know they're having fun and we'll, we'll see when you know they eventually lose a few games and they'll still be there yeah. um I mean to be fair what just made me think of was a Frankfurt game I think there was a lot of said about how Frankfurt fans sang throughout but it just becomes a bit of a drone after a while because for me good fans ebb and flow with the game so you could be two three nil down the same as if three nil the kind of ebb and flow and you know i'm not a fan of, of ultras but um ultimately i mean i do kind of echo what flat is that you know they're there and they're making noise and i guess it's uh positive even if it is those cunts this is the bit that i would have loved to have seen under, under the rubble of a stadium yeah, yeah. hands the stadium's in the rubble you've got hands out just Hope is that someone can reach him, and I'm just like, no, no one's going to reach you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to just sort of, I would say, back it up. I'm not on, I'm not on T's level. I would say that um, um, I'm, I'm involved in the same conversation. Just say this is the best you're going to ever have it. This is the, what you're having right now, which is essentially the same thing that you've experienced twice in um, the past 20, 20 years, 20, 25 years, where there were only two teams that were in your position that haven't won oh. the league and they were both you. And you're all bouncing around and you're happy. This is the best it's going to get. And the greatest thing about it, and you know, I've got no time for Manchester, Manchester City, I've got no time for Haaland, is there's no chance that Arsenal can stop Manchester City winning this league. So this is your best moment. And yet, Manchester City and that conglomerate of a football club are going to stop you from doing it. The real fucking kick in the nuts is that it's Leicester that stopped us from doing it. <laughs> and, and that is the... That, oh, Spurs. That, that, I mean, it's, I, love, I love Spurs for it. I love, I love Spurs for it. And it's always going to be the way. Uh, Ricky T, thank you so much. And um, we beat Everton. My pleasure. We beat Everton in the weekend. We beat him in the weekend. We're Frankfurt. Well, Everton. Well, Gordon, Gordon suspended for Everton. So that's, that's a positive. And Frankfurt will get walloped because um, we created loads of chances and we should have walloped them. Just wasn't clinical. But on Wednesday, going to get a goal early on and smash them. Yep. So, yeah. And we're going to be Everton. Can be a be... decent atmosphere. Yeah. Are you going, boys? Are you going? Yep, I'm going. Yeah, mate. Proper fans. All right, that is the you Fighting know. Cock podcast. Thank you so much uh, for downloading and being a part of the Fighting Cock. And um, the thirty percent of you that are still with us, we love you deeply because you are love the most you all. important. Yeah, man, all of them.
Podcast Network.